So welcome to Suburban Bourbon, another episode, and uh, this is episode four of season three, still going strong. And uh, this is going to be a very uh, exciting episode. We're here in Rocky River, in the heart of Rocky River, um, at Tartine. And um, this is a place we've been coming to. Uh, I come here with my wife all the time. In fact, I was here with my mother-in-law celebrating her 80th uh, birthday. It is a fantastic place in general, but a fantastic bourbon selection. I know. I mean, there's a lot to offer here for sure. I mean, we, we talk about... You know, we're going to focus on bourbon, but I mean, the wine selection's off the charts, you know, and when it comes to food, you, 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 you it's a, we're looking forward to hearing from Dean, the owner, and, uh, and, and all it has to offer. So I guess what I'd say is, uh, let's start off. Dean, can you tell our listening audience first the address? Like, how do you get to Tartine? Right, Tartine's in the old river shopping district of downtown Rocky River, right? So there's a shopping sort of mecca street out front right by the landmark Heinen's of Rocky River and it's just a little um, independently owned group of shops that uh, are part of the Rocky River Chamber of Commerce and we've been here in this community thankfully now for 15 years and you know we support the community they have the prayer for Maria festival right around the corner on our back street you know every summer and we're really happy to be a part of this niche that we've kind of accidentally fell into when we built this restaurant uh, 15 years ago this summer. Awesome. A month, we're a month away from our 15th anniversary. And you know, what what uh, drew you, uh, I guess, to Rocky River in general? I mean, it, it, even when you walk in in Tartine, you know by the name, yeah. you know, it's French, sounds French, and you feel French when you, it feels like a French cafe when you come in. So what inspired all that? That's a nice compliment, thanks. Um, and that's the goal, right? So something's working. Uh, so I've been collecting a very specific French wine for about 25 years, Bordeaux. First growth Bordeaux are my favorite wines in the world. They're the premier wines of the, um, of the industry. You know, the, the, the five grand crews of Bordeaux are, are the most famous. Lafitte Rothschild, Mouton Rothschild, uh, Margot, Aubryon, and uh, Latour. Those are the chateaux of the greatest wine regions in Bordeaux, France. And so about 25, 30 years ago, I started, I, I had my first sip of, um, of first growth Bordeaux and I never looked back. And so as a lifelong West Sider, I've been a, uh, lived on the West Side my entire childhood, my entire schooling, uh, went off to college for a little bit and came back and I still live in Westlake here. And so about 17 years ago, I turned to my wife one day and I said, hey, my wife and I are both lawyers, by the way. And I turned to her one day and I said, hey, we go to France all the time. We go to Italy all the time. We drink the greatest wines in the world. We should have a place on the west side that's like our experiences in Europe, particularly in France, because that's the wine region that I, that I love. And so fast forward to where we're at now. We put a little program together, found this little space. My wife found it. Uh, and it was an accounting office, believe it or not. And the history of this building is quite unique. The front doors that are open patios doors now for the summertime were originally the police doors for the uh, old Rocky River City Hall. Really? Station, and you're wow. sitting in the old fire, fire station. Oh, wow. From the 1910, 1920s. Wow, still here. This building's 100 years old. When we renovated some of these spaces, we found photographs of, uh, of the Keystone Cops literally standing out front on Old Detroit Road, which is the street I told you about, that was a dirt road with, you know, one little police bubble car and four or five suit-laden suit police officers with uh, billy clubs standing out front looking wow. menacing. It was really unique space. <laughs> it must, it must, a great history. Oh, it must have good bones. I mean, you wouldn't, I mean, and clearly you put a lot of uh, time and effort in, into the space because it doesn't, it, you wouldn't know it. You wouldn't know it's a hundred oh, plus years all. old. Yeah, from the front, you know, it's unassuming, right? You don't really see it. We, we gardened it up a little bit with some flowers and our patio season, which we're in the midst of right now, is super popular for people in Rocky River. And, but when you walk through the doors, there's there's some throwback. That brick wall that lines the front of the restaurant where you had mm -hmm. where you had your birthday celebration with mm -hmm. your mom, right? That, that wall I restored, um, it's 110 years old brick. Right, and we and we we carbon blasted it to get it back to refurbish it to refurbish it. We glazed it with a protective sealant, and it and it shows. It's you know some some TLC went into restoring this building to the original to, to what it is, and and we we're really proud of kind of what we built here for the community. And you know we're a small local West Side place, right? And yeah. we're proud of being a small local West Side place. We don't we don't want it to be much more than that, and it's been successful for 15 years, and hopefully for 15 more. Yeah, and when you started out, we were talking earlier about just the immediate success that you had and how 
that really spurred you to expand the menu. So you want to talk a little bit about kind of that journey, how, how it started and how it you know blossomed from yeah, there. Sure. So we got super lucky. Um, when when I had the original, my original chef came on as a consultant only. He's, he's a close personal friend and he owns Soho down on 25th Street, Nolan Kukowski, mm-hmm. an amazing chef. And he originally designed a very small sort of uh, European style wine bar menu, cheese plates, fruit plates, um, small flatbread pizza bites. That was the original concept of Tartine, but great wines, right? There was no bourbon program in 2008. Nobody really cared about Kentucky bourbon. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. So there, there's, there's, it was all scotch, yes. right? We were into single malt scotches when I was in my And vodka, yeah. and gins, yeah, 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 yeah. It was different back then, and so, but, but it's always been about the wine here at Tartine, and, and the food came sort of second. And in 2008, when we opened, we won Best New Restaurant in Cleveland. And from that point, you know, as you can imagine, it took off and our culinary scene became demanding and, and became, uh, and we, we built upon it. We expanded the kitchen, we expanded the backspace, which you guys have just seen for the first time tonight. And this room in particular, our bourbon room, we call the keep room. It was just a really unique opportunity for us to kind of fit into something that we didn't really expect it to be out of the gate, but it really, it really transitioned nicely. We've, we have been awarded, gosh, most romantic restaurant, best patio, uh, best dog friendly. Um, our wine list, incidentally, is award winning, and you know that's again what the original inception and, and idea was built around. Great wines from from Europe and California, and particularly our our very heavy Bordeaux centric wines. So yeah, this is a good time uh, because Tartine's wine wine program is is literally award winning. We're we're a tier two wine spectator award. Uh, consistently year after year there's only about a dozen of those in the entire state of Ohio and about six of those in Cleveland so we are in uh, rare company with our wine program and it's often thanks a, a big part and thanks to Sean Nugent our certified sommelier we have three sommeliers at Tartine uh, and Sean runs run, leads them all and runs the wine program and he's a Seattle transplant and a good yeah. friend who came here with some common interests and yeah. has taken us to the next level of um, of experiences, he puts on wine classes for for the for our guests quarterly or monthly. I'm not monthly, sure what it is. Monthly, yeah. uh, we do we do regional wine dinners that Sean hosts. We do bourbon we do dinners. Uh, well, once a quarter or so, Sean will pick a. We need uh, to get on that list. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> Sean will pick a, a, a bourbon program or or do a contrast. Our chefs, which are who are all culinary trained, uh, they Cordon Bleu trained French chefs. Um, put out some amazing menus, and they're they are the rave of the town. But you know, it, it, it's it's a little bit under the radar, and we kind of like that. Um, so, like he was saying, I am from Seattle. Uh, I lived in San Diego for a few years, and I moved down there with a certified sommelier certificate. And I was like, oh yeah, I can get a job anywhere. We get down there, you're a what? And they're like, we don't care. It's all craft beer down here. They could care less about wine. Right, so I'm like, okay, there goes that. Um, ended up moving out here to work uh, with an old manager of mine who trained me to be a sommelier, and this was November of 2019. So, as you can imagine, horrible timing. Uh, restaurant shut down. Tried some other things, and sometimes the universe just smiles at you, and this opportunity fell into my lap. So, what I'm what I'm saying, bringing it back, is this is a hidden gem, and it's mm-hmm. been here for 15 years, and there's nothing like this in Cleveland with authentic French cuisine and the, I can't take full credit for the wine list right now because it was already immaculate when I when I showed up. I just had to come in and make sure I don't mess it up basically, right? <laughs> so I think I've done a pretty good job of that, but our bourbon list here is unmatched and- It really is impressive, it, yeah. I always kind of see Tartine as, you know, back in the 90s when you were listening to music and you found a new band that you liked, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, you go, you can't wait to show your friends this new band that you found. That's how wait, there were many bands in Seattle, though. Yeah, no, not that many. No, yeah, we're, we're, un- <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're unfamiliar with what you're talking about. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> just saw, we just saw, I just saw the Foo Fighters at Sonic Temple a that week ago, and it was. Red Hot Chili Peppers was my first concert. I mean, that is, that's an amazing but, first concert. But go ahead. So what I'm saying is, you remember back in the '90s when you're like, "Oh my God, I can't wait to show my friends this album," and you're so excited to show them because you're the first one to bring it to them. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Tartinas. They're like, oh my God, there's this amazing, authentic French restaurant that nobody knows about. I can't wait to tell my friends about it. And then they go and tell them and they bring them back and 
they love it. So. Well, and, and, if, and if any, you know, if, if it's any indication with the um, detail you put into, you know, establishing this, renovating it, creating the list, I mean, I think it says a lot about the food. Absolutely. Right? I mean, there, yeah. there's a lot of attention to detail. Every time I think I've been here and you've been here, I think the other, and you mentioned it maybe off there, um, Dean, that it's the staff. You know, you, everyone feels welcome. Um, everyone's very friendly when you walk in. You don't understand something on the menu in terms of what, you know, what would pair with this. Very friendly to kind of give you some, um, you know, whatever your price point is. That's the other thing. Sure. You're not forced to get something that maybe isn't in your price range and you feel uncomfortable. You know, and that's a small thing, but I think for some folks that's a big thing. You know, well, it's a big thing in the French culinary scene in general because it's why there's only five French restaurants in Cleveland maybe. Because French cuisine and French wine is intimidating to people. And it's it's often unaffordable. And people think it's a special event or once or twice a year, right? We've tried to bring a bistro style of France, which you said a minute ago, you know, you feel like you're actually there. And that's yeah. a big compliment. A lot of French people come here and they're like, I feel like I'm in Paris, right? Like Doug Tratner uh, has specifically said, a little slice of Paris and Rocky River. And that's, yeah. this is a huge compliment from for these types of comments because we strive to bring that experience here and apparently it works, you know? Absolutely. And, and you hear at Tartine, you can buy a $3,000 bottle of wine or a $30 bottle of wine. Mm -hmm. and, there, and, and it is a price point budgeting thing that if you feel you want to splurge and, and have one of the greatest wine experiences of all time, we have it here. But I will treat that $30 bottle of wine as if it were a $3,000 bottle of wine yeah. every time. Doesn't matter. That's, that's and that, and that sets, that's what sets us apart, I mean, truthfully. And, and we talk about the wine. I mean, how did the bourbon collection become what it is? Because Joe and I can both say the reality is you go to great restaurants in Cleveland, and they're not even close to what we see here. Well, the question is, do they really care? This guy cares. Well, oh yeah. This I guy cares it. about bourbon. He knows his bourbon, but he knows what he likes and he wants to make sure that that list reflects that, right? A lot of places it's, I always go back to um, service versus hospitality, right? Mm -hmm. There's a difference. Service is, anybody can service you. Here's your drink, boom. But hospitality is caring, right? Mm -hmm. Going a little bit above and beyond, telling a little bit of the story, getting excited about something. And that's, I think that's what Dean really brings to the table when it comes to Yeah, it's a unique thing because um, what I built with Tartine from, from our Belgian beers to the wine list to now, you know, what's become popular in our bourbon room here and our bourbon program is things that I actually like that I want to share with people that don't necessarily know it or get it or have had it. So we go to great lengths to find extremely great bourbons around the country. And like I said at the beginning, you know, when we first opened, single malt scotches were the were the thing. You could get Blanton's for forty bucks, or or like I said, my, where you wanted. I was telling him Nobody before. My no. buddy, my buddy came from Michigan last night and found it at a gas station liquor store. Yeah, I know. Right? It's, it's, but the reality is that used to be the norm. You could find it anywhere. Nobody wanted Kentucky bourbons, and then all of a sudden, over the last ten years, I'd say, Kentucky bourbon has become the go-to drink in bourbon programs everywhere. Especially our contemporaries around us. Char has a great bourbon, bourbon program. We Soho, did show there, actually, yeah. Soho down on 25th, where yeah. I mentioned Nolan Kankoski. Yeah. Probably one of the best bourbon programs in all of Cleveland. Yeah. And so what I've done is I've we've we've curated a list of bourbons that that are the best of the best, right? And and we also have the mainstream bourbons, of course we do, right? Because everybody wants their their go-tos. Everybody knows what they like. You know, I'm a Blanton's guy. I love Blanton's. I have six, seven iterations of Blanton's. Because that's my that is my jam, right? Like yep. Lands is the thing to me, and you know some people like Pappy Van Winkle, some people love the Weeded Wellers, some people like Jefferson, some people like Knob Creek, Maker's Mark, right? My best friend Sean Whistlepig you know, back there. Yeah. Whistlepig. I mean, everybody has their jam, and and I I tried to get a collection and build a collection that offers you know what everybody wants and what everybody likes, and there are times when you you know you feel it's a special event and you and you want to pour something special and and celebrate something and I'm all about celebrations right life is short guys right we we pick and choose what we spend our time in and how we spend it I'm Amen. a family family guy and Amen. you know yeah. my staff here are like family to us and and I think that's those decisions are important in life about how we treat each other and how and and how we spend our time because yeah. it's, it's it's valuable to us so why not have your favorite bourbon with your friends and your family and your mom and and whoever else you are that enjoys it and just enjoy yourself, right? Because we don't do that often enough in this world. And 
given the, 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 the polarization of our country today and the world in, in general, and the struggles that everybody's dealing with, like, I'm just a big proponent of, you know, enjoying the now. You need to time well, out every once in a while, right? Yeah. Sit back and have a happy program. It's a good point yeah. to bring up. So uh, what we're drinking, gentlemen, yeah, is, yeah, what is, is this? Yeah, so this is a really special concoction of something that I sort of accidentally blended, and I hope you like it. So it's a traditional old-fashioned, I think Buffalo Trace we use tonight, mm -hmm. yep. but because of my love of wine, I use, we, we throw a very small splash of Lille Blanc, a French fortified wine. I'm sorry, Rouge. sorry, Lille Rouge, right? Lille Rouge. So Lille Blanc, you'll know from the famous Vesper Martini that James mm -hmm. Bond made, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's a splash of vodka. It's a it's three parts vodka, one part gin, and a splash of Lille, Lille Blanc. Mm -hmm. Shake it. That's the that's the um, the Vesper Martini, and they're delicious. So when we so 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 Lille will fortify white and red wines and make it a little bit aged and a little bit um, sweetened by the fortification process. So I brought my love of French wines into a blend with my love of an old fashioned, and here we are with a with, a, with an old fashioned with a, a traditional old fashioned with a splash of Lille Rouge that gives it just a little bit of bitterness and a little bit of extra flavor to it. You still have your Bordeaux cherry and your orange wedge, but it's a delicious cocktail. Oh, it, it, it almost tastes a little to me like a Vucare. It has a similar taste good, to me. It adds a floral note to yes. it. Definitely. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes. It definitely adds a floral note. It turns it a little reddish, but that's a good thing, too. I love it. Sean's well, got a cocktail I think he's going to pour for us a little I bit later. Yeah, so I call it the Burning River. It's, um, I'm going to use Buffalo Trace again, but it's basically uh, bourbon, um, equal parts simple syrup and lemon juice, a couple dashes of Tabasco, uh, muddled watermelon, and tahini on the rim. So you get that. Wow. You get that citrus, you get that salty, you get that spice, you get that freshness from the watermelon, and it's a really fun. It's a good summer cocktail, drink, which is not always easy to pour. Push back. Yeah, with, whiskey, exactly. with whiskey, especially, it's kind so of. So to that end, Sean can talk a little bit about our. We we do our own individual barrel aging process of some. Yeah, I just I just started that program. So actually, we've got some barrels back there. Um, I just loaded up the one that says Tartine Bistro. Uh, I just loaded that up today, so I'm doing a barrel aged um, last word which, last word, is a classic cocktail from um, pre-Prohibition. Used to be super popular, kind of lost its way after Prohibition. Funny story about it, however, there was a bartender in Seattle that I knew, his name was Murray, Murray Stenson. Murr the Blur, they called him. <laughs> With a name like that, he's gotta oh, be yeah. good. <laughs> I love it. But you can walk in 10 years after seeing him, he knows exactly where you're drinking, how you want it, blah, 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 right? Wow. He, um, he had some heart complications, and this just this just shows how important he was to the community. All of his regulars pitched in and paid for his heart surgery. Wow. Yeah. But he brought the last word back. So if you Google last word on Wikipedia, it says Murray Stenson, Seattle, 2004, brought it back, blah, blah, blah. Wow. So every bar that I've ever worked at, I try to throw that on the menu. Just and what's a it? Little yeah, I'm actually not so familiar with that drink. Word, it's a gin-based cocktail. So it's um, two ounces gin. Basically, it's equal gin and green chartreuse. Uh, and then you throw in some lime juice, a little luxardo, and that's it. So it's almost like a martini, but it has this fluorescent green colored look to it. It's delicious. It's fun. It's fun. It's citrus. It's, it's the green chartreuse brings that herbalness to it. So it's got a lot of dimensions and stuff like that, but it's, it's great. Your favorite? If you had, if, uh, if, you, if somebody was going to give you some bourbon and you wanted to do a cocktail, what would be make, making yourself the one at home? <laughs> oh, that's tough. Uh, Tumbleton Rye. And what what cocktail? Cocktail. I would probably go Boulevardier. I think. Yeah, those are good. Boulevardier, good. Classic. Yeah, those are good. Which is something I want to do barrel aged as well. I want to do a Boulevardier. I want to do that's a Manhattan. Right. I want to do all the classics. So this right is the first. Sazerac. I love Sazerac too. Yeah. That's my that's my brother's drink. That's yeah. My brother's yeah. Drink. yeah. Yeah. I'm an old fashioned. I mean, I, I, it's classic. And what I what I love is every place we go, there's something different. And yes, you've introduced a whole new, like a new way to to yeah. present it. That honestly, that extra that extra little bit. It's a uh, it's a nice twist. And I I did not check. I mean, 
Is this this is the way that you provide it? Yeah, yeah. If you order it, well, it's not really. A, it's just a Dean signature drink. It's the, it's the animal. So you know, so when the owner comes in and they go, and, and I sit down, and you know, my bartenders are like, "Is it the usual tonight, Dean?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it's good." Unless I switch something up, but you know, it's it's usually something. He wants a beef tartare. In there. I always get the beef tartare here, which is so we have two signature dishes at Tartine that are absolutely the best I've had in the world, and I've been to France a lot, right? So the, our beef tartare and our French onion soup. Two very classic traditional. My wife's favorite here. Uh, I know if she loves French it. cuisine, yeah. you know, bistro, casual foods. Yeah. Those are those are those are street foods in France almost, right? Yeah. They're they're bistro style casual cafe foods. Yeah. And ours are some of the best I've had in, in, in the world. So if well, you ever come back for dinner, order a French onion soup and a beef tartare and an old fashioned Joe, you won't be disappointed. That, that's the, uh, your, your that's night the is move. Complete, man. Yeah. I think the cool thing and I think the way I would describe tartine, if you think about you know, wine's meant to be shared. Bourbon's the same way. You know, bourbon is, is a drink to, you know, open up with your friends yep. and, and enjoy a bottle and that sort of thing. And I think, you know, what, what a great and almost obvious pairing between wine and bourbon. You know, it, it, it kind of serves the same sort of purpose. Um, and I think, you know, to, to that extent, I mean, your collection is amazing. And, and one of the things you said, and Joe and I have experienced this firsthand. We often do blind tastings. Yeah. And um, it's you know, really hard. It's real. Well, it is hard. Yeah. You're exactly right. Because people have to bring it in the bag. And you can kind of tell sometimes it's, you know, you have to mask the bottle. But what it tells us, and you probably know what I'm going to say, it's the same thing with wine. Everyone gets hung up on the labels. Yeah. But when you take the labels away, you just drink it. And our best example of this was when we did the one at your house, yep. in fact. And I was mentioning, I think, Sean, to you, uh, the Boom Boom Bourbon. And people ranked it number two. It it, it beat out it beat out old Rip. Dude, really? <laughs> old Rip yeah. was three. Blanton's yeah. was one. Once Actually, that label away, that but was, was one, which like is that's my favorite. And quite honestly, it's funny because we've been in multiple tastings where Blanton's <laughs> just wins. And then when we did without, we actually did. It was March Madness. Oh, we did one of those too. That was we a different was one. Twelve bottles, and we had a little taste, and we would go one micro right, taste, or we would, yeah. We, yeah. yeah, we would try each <laughs> which one against it each would other. Be a short night, but long story short, it ended up Pappy Fifteen versus Blanton's um, Gold, and Pappy Fifteen won. I actually think if it was the re regular Pappy. Or the regular Blanton's, I think it would have won. But, but I think I think the little extra heat. Blanton's and the, is a little hot. Blanton's gold is a little hot. It's yeah. a little hot, and I think that that but, little extra heat is the the difference. But we we did it by state, I and mean, we had Seekers, yep. you know, out of Sandusky. It was a great bourbon. People, it was actually doing well. There yeah. were a few like that. One on in New York, I think, that did well. Ones that you know you probably pass on, on an aisle, but it was yeah. just we just bought them because they were from a different state. Let's give them a try. It was fun. It's funny you say that. You know, in, in pricing and cost is yeah. also is also something that I that you don't have to spend five thousand dollars on a bottle of Pappy twenty or fifteen yep. when you can get a bottle of uh, Weller. Yeah, <laughs> same know. mash bill. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. The weeded bourbons, yeah. and, and the same goes for Eagle Rare, one of my favorite yeah. go tos. Right, right. I mean, eighty dollars if you can find it. Seventy, eighty dollars if you can find it, but it's. Absolutely a fantastic yeah, bourbon drink, and you don't, you don't have to spend three, four hundred dollars on a on a bottle to have a really great bourbon experience. And and you know there are people that love to come in and and order you know a, a Pappy Twenty Three, mm -hmm. and we have it. If mm -hmm. that's what you want, mm -hmm. we have it. But if you if you bought, speaking of blind tastings, if you put a Pappy Twenty Three next to an Eagle Rare or or a or a or I love Jeffersons, if you put it next to I a Jefferson Single Barrel. Right or a small batch, yep. you you're going to be hard. And, and if you blind taste it, you're going to not many people will be able to tell you which is which. And that's that's the beauty of it. Especially and I think you the touch. proof level is the same, right? Yep. What, what what's your favorite? What's your preference when you go for proof? Are you all? I'm a low I'm a low proof guy. Uh, we are well, too. We're in '90s. I'm around the '90s. Yeah, high yeah. proof is like the thing right now. Yeah. So we have a locker collection here. We didn't talk about our. our uh, I was just about to ask, but yeah, tell us about this. So locker. this is the keeper. And in the in the prohibition times, the 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 bars and 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 uh, restaurants in New York and New Jersey, they they had a keep room or a, a keep locker program, where where the where the you could secretly keep your your stash, and when you you know Joey, you come into the to the bar and. The bartender knew you like. What Let was me your buddy's name? What was your buddy's name? Oh, uh, I, I, Mur the Blur. Mur the Blur. Mur the Blur. <laughs> Joe's here. And, uh, <laughs> I'm the open locker number 16, and he's gonna get his pour of 
yeah. Buffalo Trace or whatever yeah. it is, yeah. and, or Sazerac. Is yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I said, hey, you know, my friend, my best friend Sean and I were, were want to hang out at, other than at our houses. <laughs> so I built, this, I built the keep room around being, having a place for, you know, people to get together and enjoy sure. a bottle of bourbon. And and we have a refrigerated wine section too, but the vast majority of our locker system here in the keep room is 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 um, is bourbon collections and. Um, it's a private members only room again off the radar not many people know it, it's about it it's relatively affordable and uh, you pay an annual fee and you get access to the room for four-hour chunks special menu um, you can have dinner in here with your, your wives your friends your family we'll help uh, you find your bourbons that you're looking for we can, we can source any bourbon you want yeah. and keep it in your locker and, and let me say looking at what you have just here oh my god it, like present I mean those are those are the the most sought after the, yeah. the most sought after bourbons and in I so there's this like how does somebody go about it just yeah, so, inquire yeah so Sean and, and our, our our director of operations general manager Sarah mm -hmm. who you guys met coordinated this event mm -hmm. with they're both uh, available to take take an application you put a credit card on file and you get a locker and every year we charge a card and you know you get you get access to it you get a special gift when you sign up of some sort of special bourbon but um, Sean does some special event tastings back here for members. Um, you can you can sign up to have a night out of like a, a, a you could do a special bourbon comparison night if you wanted to have Jefferson's. You can uh, you can also come to me and say, hey, I'm looking for this. Can you find it for me? I'll take some time and see where it is. If it's available in the state, if it is, I'll try to make it happen. If not, then make some phone calls and whatever. You know, whatever. Well, well, for the record, <laughs> I, I would like to apply and, and have exactly. consideration. Have consideration so because, and uh, because we're a private. This is technically a private room and a private club. Mm -hmm. We can smoke, so I have a cigar program back here, and, and this room is ventilated and uh, blows the air out. And if you don't mind, my friend, hand me that box right there on top of the little cigar locker. So we have a collection of, believe it or not, Pappy Van Winkle cigars. Oh, right. Eight, the Drew Estates. If you're a cigar guy, so Drew Estates um, in in Puerto Rico has teamed up with Pappy Van Winkle, and they barrel age their tobacco in Van Winkle barrels, right? And it, they make, they put out some of the best cigars you can find. Can I be the first to say, what took us three years to get to Target? I know, I know exactly. <laughs> this I is know. an outrage. Well, you never you had a Pappy really Van Winkle cigar before? <laughs> like, so you yes. really, and these are the cigars if Pappy Van Winkle walks through, out of the grave, out of the grave. It goes to Pappy. You, you could have a personal like tasting with the ghost of Pappy well, in this room. If we're going to talk about cigars, you might as well talk about this, right? Yeah, right. So our cigar trays are unique. I, I you know, again, this comes this comes down to a little bit of just kind of things I like in life that I think I want to share with other people, right? So, so this is a unique. This is a sample of, of what you get if you wanted to. Um, order off the, uh, the, cigar the Pappy service. cigar service while you're drinking some Pappy or some, yeah. my preference to be some Lantons. But. So, um, so back in, uh, in, in ancient times, the Japanese, <laughs> back in the 1900s, the Japanese, <laughs> the Japanese samurais figured out that stingray skin was the toughest leather armor you could make. And they made their armor out of cured stingray skin. And it's 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 often shown in the Caribbean because it's you know stingrays are yeah, popular yeah. down there. But this cigar set is uh, is ensconced in in mother of pearl uh, in the ashtray, but also uh, it's all stingray skin. And so is the table, and it, it is one of the most durable hard leathers you can possibly get. And if you look closely, you'll see the um, you'll see you know stingray stingray has like a stinger on the back, right? Oh yeah. yeah. And each little strip has a little stingray. There's more to your left and to your right, but. Um, wow. So, so as part of our cigar program, you get you get the uh, stingray skin ashtray and the stingray and the mother of pearl access to it. It just gives a little bit of elegance fun and fun touch. to the story of yeah. of enjoying you know things you like in life. Right? Yeah, Let's splurge a little bit here. Absolutely. Well, I, I think that's one of the things. It doesn't really burn either, which is also good. <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome. What's really what's really awesome is that everything here. Not just I mean, it's not just a great place to have dinner and have some drinks, but everything was so well thought out i mean the vision that you had has has turned into you know like even this room i mean this is something you added but it's 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 a you put it best this is a hidden gem that people just need to 
they need to know about, honestly. Again, Joe, it's, it's about hospitality versus service. I, we, we, we at 13 promote the hospitality experience, right? Yes. You're, you're never gonna be disappointed about your time here. I mean, and, and you can get service anywhere, no doubt. Somebody can serve you your drink and serve you your food. But yep. Hospitality versus service is a big distinction in this industry. And in, in the hot, fast-paced world of, in my opinion, going too fast sometimes, the hospitality element is lost. So like we I, slow like down, said, like the Europeans and like yeah. the French do, yeah. we slow down mm -hmm. and we offer hospitality. And I think you see it in all the different facets of what we offer here. And before we get into the bourbon, Dean, uh, there's the other aspect I think to Tartine that I was fortunate enough to see last time I was here is the whole back part of your restaurant. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that and, and how folks can inquire about that and what it can offer. So we started in the front of the building, in the main restaurant where you've been before, having monthly celebratory wine dinners. This started with an old manager of ours, the, 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 the Cleveland famous Johnny McDonald. Johnny McDonald was a legend in the Cleveland restaurant scene. He's retired now and he's, he's happy in Florida and doing what he's doing, but he said to me, you know, we should pick a region of France and we should have a dinner for 40 people. This was 15 years ago, guys, and I said, that's a great idea. Let's do that. And they were sold out every month. Wow. We put one big family. When I was walking the streets of Italy for one year, we were in a small, tiny village in Montepiciano, and it was a Sunday night, right? And you're a paisano, Joe. Like, the, you know, <laughs> there was a street table of 100 people, one big, long table. Oh, yeah. And they were all having Sunday supper. At four o'clock in Montepiano, and my wife and I are like, Love it. "That's the coolest thing I've ever seen." We don't do that in Cleveland. <laughs> well, let's do that now, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so for a long time pre-pandemic, we had our monthly wine dinner services where our staff would pick a region of France, typically, pair the wines with a great menu of Provence or uh, the Rhone Valley or um, even culinary scene from Paris, and we would pair it with great wines, and we would have a really fun fun event. We spun off to Italy and Spain and other great European areas. We do the Pacific Northwest salmon dinner once a year. We do four bourbon dinners a year in this same theme. So it got so big and popular that we decided we needed more space, right? So we took over the rest of the building. Building. Oh, so that wasn't part of the wasn't original. Part of the space. Interesting. You came, you came through some curtains. The, the, the area behind the curtains, as they say, and we built this space out about five or six years, seven years ago now. Uh, and we have three private dining areas in the back here. We can feed, we can seat anywhere from an intimate dinner to 10, of 10 to 110. And a patio too. And a rear back patio with gas flames and a, a covered awning. Yeah. Uh, it's like a garden setting. Fire pits, all the Yeah, it's really, it's really a remarkable space. And we can do anything from a four to six person intimate anniversary or engagement dinner to up to a, a, a hundred person sit down catered event of uh, a space that you want. We do a lot of work with, with a lot of the um, businesses and sports franchises here mm -hmm. in Cleveland that have private events and they oh, travel around and do stuff like that. So that's what we're I a great say. venue for it. Especially now we're post pandemic, I, I definitely feel like this is something that, you know, you're starting to see more businesses go out and have more events and, and this is, yeah, absolutely. But that being said, this is, you know, once again, another opportunity, you know, you want to have dinner with your family. That's one thing you want to do a private event. I mean, this is, you know, offers a lot of great spaces. That's right. I fall in love with this bourbon room. Oh, I know. Joe, you're welcome anytime. I know. And I'll tell you, it's interesting. So like, you know, you're well-traveled. This guy's going to Italy. I'm going to England and France here and actually a little bit over a week. Nah, so I think we, I, I think so. So we need, you're not just going to talk to us about your great place, but at some point we need to. Oh, yeah. Before we leave, we're going to talk off air. Both countries and where to go to get the best wines and the best food. It, it, I was going to say, because. Uh, they don't love bourbon. They don't love bourbon in, in, uh, in Europe. No. I was in France uh, recently and, and I did a little tour of some smaller villages, some smaller towns. And you know the wines. Here's the, here's the the dynamic of that. You get Sean, you'll appreciate this. You get a bottle of Chateau Margaux, mm -hmm. two thousand, right? One of the best vintages of Bordeaux ever for eighty nine dollars. And you're just like, that's 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 a thousand dollar bottle in the states. 
it's 90 bucks. Where is I'm it really Chateau Margot though? It is. <laughs> and so, but but then on the other hand, you're looking at the list and they have Jack Daniels is their only whiskey. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right? And, and, and they think that's the greatest whiskeys so, on the world. So when I was laughing, I went, to, I went to India for work about six months ago and they were so excited because they're like, we have bourbon. And I go, awesome. Like, this is great. What do you have? What's your selection? And they said, Jim Beam. Jim Beam. <laughs> yeah, and Maker's Mark. Yep. And they thought they had the best selection. They, the and it was the best selection in that, India. That's the American experience, right? Oh, so yeah, I appreciate like it. flip the tide here and, and, and flip the scales, right? Like that's the American experience to them. They want Jim Beam, Jack ja- Johnny Walker, and yeah. Jack Daniels. And we want Blanton's, you know, the Jack. We <laughs> <laughs> want the Japanese market, Blanton's Black Label that we can't get exactly. in the States. Like that's, that's, the, that's the difference. It's... It's a really cool dynamic, and I, I think it's exciting. I, I like that, and you know, I I'm not one to pass up a Jack Daniels or a Jim Beam. Oh, yeah. oh no, not at all. Right? No, no, it, I was but, fine but with it, but it's just twenty-five cents a shot. It's all. But the same applies to the wine world. Right, wines that we covet that that we covet here are readily available and relatively affordable to them, and it's just like Main Street. They pass it up. They'd rather drink a Harlan Estate Napa Cab. Of One of the best stores. Because they can Screaming Eagle, Napa Cab. Yeah. Because it's an American... Grass is only always greener on the other side, right? Sean, why don't you uh, prep our next cocktail? Do your, your special All right, let's do the Burning River. And let's... Where is your family from in Italy? My family is from a small village in Sicily called San Agata de Militello, which is a small fishing village outside of Palermo. Okay. And my entire family immigrated, my grandparents immigrated from Sicily in the early Both, both sides? Yep. You know, and, and there's a great Valori Italian family story to tell here. It's much longer than we have time for. But um, back in the day, my family owned a butcher shop down in, in what was called Big Italy. You know, you know, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. You know, Little Italy. It was the spinoff. It was the. It was like the extra. The the, the wherever. Isn't it over over where um, Orlando Bread is and that that sort of area? So, so Big town. Italy was was ninth from East Ninth to East Fourteenth, and oh, where the okay. post office is downtown. Okay. Oh, okay. Was the old Italian neighborhood where all the immigrants came. Think of like the movie. Uh, Sean, what's the Leonardo DiCaprio? Uh, uh, Gangs of New York. York. Right. Think of that movie when New York was like being built. Yep. Cleveland was kind of the same at that. And so the Italian immigrants landed in one place. The Irish immigrants landed in West Park, pretty much. And, you know, you had all these different communities. And my family, you know, we had a butcher shop, mm-hmm. long story short, in, uh, in Big Italy, what was called, known as Big Italy, Valori Brothers Meats, it was called. And my dad, who's 86 and still with us, and he's, we call my dad the mayor of Tartine, right? Because he thought this was the worst idea. My dad's also a lawyer, guys, right? So, so think of this. I'm a, a lawyer... My dad's a lawyer, I'm a lawyer, my wife's a lawyer, I come from a family of lawyers, and I'm like, hey dad, I want to open this room. <coughs> That's the dumbest idea you've ever had. <laughs> and we're an Italian family, Joe, you get this, right? Oh, yeah. That's the dumbest idea you've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of yelling. He goes, you're not going to make it a penny there. This get is the worst thing you've ever had. Get out of it's here. It's going to fail within a year. Well, here we are 15, 15 years later, and guess who, are, <laughs> guess who our biggest fan is? The mayor of Tartini. <laughs> he walks around and goes, hey, this is my son's a place. This is <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> It was all my idea. It was all my idea. Hey, you want this? Let me get it. And they'll turn to Sean and they'll go, Sean, to get those guys to something. And they'll be like, all right. There's nothing better than actually plan. I know your dad's passed away, but there's nothing better than a family trip back to find your heritage. Absolutely. Right? We're all immigrants, right? Absolutely. Here's an, here's an incidental story. I own Immigrant Sun Brewery, which is around the corner. Uh, like, really? So, because, I'm an, because I'm an immigrant son. I'm an Italian immigrant. And, I'm an, and, and my partner, Andrew Reeve, who runs the place, came to me and he's like, we need to open a brewery. This is the great, and he's a Hungarian immigrant. His father revolt. His father fled Hungary in 1956 during the Hungarian Revolution and came to Cleveland. Wow! So we have a lot in common about our ancestry and our history. And Cleveland is a melting pot of immigrants, right? We are, and and I'm a huge proponent of the immigration policy, liberal immigration policies in the states, because that's how we, that's how our families came here and why we have the lives we have today, right? Yeah. And so we built Immigrant Sun Brewery. I'm doing a little promo pitch for another one of my <laughs> things. But we built Immigrant Sun Brewery based yeah. on this sort of theory, right? Absolutely. This thing that we that we embrace. 
And Cleveland is unique in the country. It's not like Seattle. It's not like anywhere in Texas. It's not like anything in Florida. Think of those states and what they're going through right now. I mean, think what you say about Seattle. I know, brother. Uh, <laughs> and think of like Cleveland as being, you know, what we are today and how we all got here. Yeah. And so it's 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 giving back to the to the to the different cultures of what we have. And we're so multi generational yeah, here. For sure. I mean, you know, there's people. I mean, I, I left. Cleveland came back when I had a family, and because it was, you know, I had family here. I wanted them to be around their, you know, their cousins or you know their uncle, their aunt, that sort of thing. And, and Cleveland, Cleveland's home. Yeah, you know, and it's it. funny. We were just a good friend of ours, Ed Vizdos. We, we were just talking about this last week about yeah, immigrant son. And I've been there. I yeah. Love it. It's you fantastic. Know, the beers are great. So I years. mean, the beers are great, and it's a really cool vibe. And yeah. it's and we we literally talked about we got to get everyone just go do a happy hour and uh, have dinner and yeah. set that up. So it's wait till you talk to my partner Andrew Review. That guy's a dynamic talker. Sean, tell us what we're drinking next. Yes. What yeah. we're drinking. So this is this is my uh, this is my signature cocktail. This is called the Burning River. Um, so this is muddled watermelon, uh, buffalo trace whiskey, a little lemon juice, a little simple syrup, a couple dashes of Tabasco, and a house made tahini that our bartender made. Which I love this drink. That is good stuff. You try the. What'd you put buffalo pepper trace? Oh yeah. Cheers, gentlemen. That, that's Cheers. pepper. Cheers. Right? It, it, it's called a tahine. Tahine, so, I'm sorry. Tahine is a Cheers. chili, uh, Mexican chili seasoning, usually with dehydrated lime. Uh, but our bartender made his own version of it with some yeah. lime, some chili, and, and that's a summer drink. Oh my god, great summer! You know, drink. nice and, and it's refreshing. Got some spice, and, and that's what I love. A bourbon drink, which is hard. Yes, yes. Oh, it's super hard. Yeah. It, it's yeah. funny. It's like we were down on, on the Bourbon Trail, went to Justin's House of Bourbon, and when we went there, got a little. Bourbon room there. Let me try and drink. Before he says this, our wives don't like bourbon. Yeah, mine. Yeah, we have a show. Well, exactly. (laughs) So, like, four guys like bourbon, four wives have no interest. No interest. I totally get it. And and what was great is we're doing, you know, tasting. What do you What do you want to try? And and the reality was. He made an outstanding drink. They had no idea there was bourbon in it. <laughs> and, and, that's, and that's the beauty of it. When you, when you, there's so many. We don't opera. endorse that, by the way. So I, there's so many tell this is a bourbon. No. no, I have no idea. You have no idea. It's got some spice. It's got a little refreshing watermelon flavor. And when the but not overly watermelon. Not yeah, no. right, right. Which is which can be and like overly spicy, drinky. Yeah, yeah. Again, a testament to the staff here at Tartine, especially Sean and his beverage program. Like. You know, I've been to a lot of places, we all have, and you know when you're getting something not good, but when more importantly, you know when you're getting something great. Oh yeah. And that's Absolutely. what we that's what we like putting out here. And we've consistently done it year after year. And I'm just super proud of this place. Glad oh. you guys could come in and join us. So we we've said I think every every um show we've done, I think that you can tell a bad bartender as well. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, that, that are just I mean I've had I've had drinks at places where I think they think, well, if I make it strong he'll like it. Yeah. I'm like I'm not I'm not 20, you know, I, I, and I ordered a cocktail. Yeah. Otherwise, I order shots. But it's it's it is a, we have gone places. We've talked about this for the bartender yeah. because they just make fantastic so, drinks. I know exactly what you mean. I will follow somebody around to make sure I get the experience. Absolutely. Because you and you have that here. I do. Yeah, we do. And 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 that's a testament to this to this team. And uh, it's hard to find right now. You know the industry. Honestly, it's ridiculous yep. when you go to places where. You have to wait, and you see tables open, and you just go, this is a sad scenario. Just, just don't get it. Nope. You know, no. And, and there's famous ones, and there's not so famous ones, but we put a lot of effort into that hospitality theme and that element and that production, and I think it shows. Well, I, I would also say, I mean, clearly your staff, you know, you brought it up earlier, the creativity. I mean, this is not a drink I've ever had, mm-hmm. ever. And, and the mix of that, you know, it's refreshing, but it's got a little spice. And that's the part that I sit there and go, most people would never try that to, to even put it together. And it's a, uh, it's a fantastic drink. We've learned more through this show, um, upping our, our uh, bitters game. Oh my God, um, yeah. I mean, I, I you know. It, it, uh, Matt Mars is the bitters guru. You know Matt. He is, he is I do, yeah. He's I mean, friend. he's pulling out different things. He is the bitters guru. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, 
I'm like, you know, this is my bucare. I'm drinking. I'm like, my God. You know, I'm like, what did you put in this? And there's chocolate, chocolate taste and cherry. And that's saying something about Matt because his wine knowledge is is up there with oh, anybody yeah, else. Absolutely. And his bitters expertise. Oh, I've, my God. I felt that. like I've been making drinks wrong my whole life. Right? When you go to, exactly. When you go to Shea, just like Tartine, like wine is, is, is one why of the why most people go. It's exactly. why a lot of people go. It's, it's usually the number one reason. For and, sure. and what was the thing we learned out at Instant Dusky? The, uh, the um, substitute for the um, egg. What's the name? It was chickpeas. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the aquafaba. 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 Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yes, yes, yes. So the juice of the the juice of the garbanzo can yep. is aquafaba. Yes. And it's actually most people discard it. You open up a can of beans. You open up a can of garbanzo beans, right? This is a Greek thing too. You open up a can of can yeah, of garbanzo right. beans or something, <laughs> and, and you pour out. You rinse it. You rinse it off, and you put it in a colander, and you and you discard the aquafaba. That stuff is liquid gold. Oh yeah, it's like a thick, viscous kind of like juice yeah. that the the garbanzos are made in, and you make drinks out of it. It, it, it foams it up, so yeah. any drink you normally have, it's totally egg vegan. whites or yep. or, or yep. you know, I don't like this. I mean, it's a, it's a smell yeah. for me. Yeah. It gives the same consistency, a similar taste, but right. not the smell. One of my favorite bourbon favorite. drinks is the is the whiskey sour. I'm a yeah. I'm a hardcore go to whiskey sour. That's all. That's all. But I love I love the egg white on the top mm -hmm. of the whiskey sour. That's why I. That's often why I get it. Right, and, and I've had the feet foam, which I've talked about a minute ago. I've had the octopaba version. Yep. To me, they're just not the same, but they are an excellent substitute if you don't want to have the exactly. smell or the protein of the egg. All right, so we've okay. talked about a lot about tartine. So one of the things we have here, it looks like the Holy Bible. All right, for, 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 first of all, if you, <laughs> it's a leather-bound book. I, so would you expect anything less from tartine? Not at all, not at all. <laughs> I have many leather-bound books in my home. And and name that movie. Well, is it? Is it? Is, <laughs> he got it. He got is it, it. Is it Stingray or is it? <laughs> <laughs> this is outstanding. The, well, all joking aside, it's a huge selection. It's amazing. So, talk to us about this this selection because I mean that's truly. We we talked about the wine. How did this come about? That's all with, with, that with, all yeah, so that's fifteen so years. That's fifteen years of collecting. Uh, well, I'd say ten years now of collecting Kentucky bourbon. There's a page or two in, on rise. There's a page or two on single malts. Uh, there's a, there's some Japanese whiskeys in there, which Irish. people like. Yeah, some Irish whiskeys. Some like those. So the Japanese yeah. whiskeys, they know what they're doing, but it's hot. Yes. You know, I, we were talking about the Blanton's collection a minute ago, and we've got some. So we've got the cream label and the black label, um, which are Japanese markets only, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're only available here in the Keep Room. We can't sell them outside because that's not. That's yeah, just, can't. It, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not kosher with liquor laws, but. You know, the Japanese love higher proofs. And yeah. we were talking a minute ago, the four of us, or the three of I don't know, Sean, you didn't chime in, but, you know, we don't, I don't prefer super hot whiskeys that are 120 proof. No. Full, well or foolproof is the only well thing I can, full, I can enjoy. I well, yeah. well or foolproof in, in stag. George C. Stag is Stag, a is a Stag is a high proof. Is it's yeah. a high proof, but it's, it's definitely, it's smooth yeah. on the way down. I always joke around. Whatever science they figured out, Agreed. they figured out well. So we just basically have compiled over a ten-year times, ten-year time period. You know, my favorite bourbons and and whiskeys that are in there. And um, I've scoured the planet for the keep room here to find some some really unique um, whiskeys that 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 you just can't, you just don't see, and you can't find anywhere else. Cleveland, in particular, we have, we have St. Cloud. Yeah, you mentioned that earlier, Dean. Yeah, I've not heard of this. Really unique bur this is a really unique bourbon. Look at that. Um, really cool story behind it. It's, it's a guy who who um, spun off from one of the, uh, I believe, the Angel Envy Distillery and opened his own bottles and that great? put that out. It's about $175 a bottle if you can find it. and um, That's our second bottle. I don't even think it's cracked open, but it's just a pretty, you know, part of bourbon, it's like a car. Yes. Part of part of it is the is the presentation of the yes, shell, true. right? What's under the hood is different in my mind. And, and also finding it and getting your hands on it too, right? That's part of the well, that's part of the fun. Right? Exactly. Exactly. The hunt, right? The hunt. I, I like the hunt. Yeah, that's, the hunt. that's a great way to put it, yeah. Sean. Like, I love the hunt, and and I love the story behind it. You know, a seven seven year aged bourbon is pretty old. I mean, yep, absolutely. Can't be excluded. Yeah. Not much else is seven or eight older than seven or eight years. Agreed. They, uh, and I've I, been I, reading a lot about this. If you really want to do bourbon, if you were going to start your own um, uh, you know, bourbon uh, distillery, 
you don't want it to go to to I mean to the ten and twelve and fifteen. You really don't because it ends up becoming either so diluted or so high proof it ruins it. it yeah. you can, you can, it's undrinkable. Yes, yes. yes. So you find that sweet spot. You at what seven years? Mm-hmm. I think the sweet yeah. spot is six to six, yeah, six to seven years. years. Yeah. So you know we put we put a book together of, of some ultra rare bourbons to you know all the mainstream things that we think we, that people like and it all comes back to me to like offering what everybody I you know what I think is great and what people should really try to experience in life that's that's kind of what our bourbon program is about and getting to again we talked about this but getting together with people that you care about yeah. spending quality time with people in a room like this where. You know, you don't have to be anywhere. You don't have to check in anywhere. Mm-hmm. You can throw your cares aside, and you can enjoy some really great bourbon and food and conversation. That's yeah. what this room What's, and this space is all. I know. Is all I, I know. I, I gotta admit, in this, in how do you, Sean? I mean, you know, uh, look, he's, <laughs> you know fifty years. I think it's just in the last fifty years. <laughs> but it, but it really, it, it, I, I really do. I totally agree. And I think when you talk about like hospitality, part of it is knowing your customer. And when yeah. we look at what you displayed. I mean, those are the most sought after yeah. bourbon. Like there are there are so many bourbons out there, but when you talk about the Buffalo Trace, just family of bourbons, it's you guys. You have oh. them all out there. Well, and, wait, wait. I mean, Sorry, what, what I love about my job is meeting somebody and they're like, "This is what I like to drink." Yep. And then finding something that they've never tried before, opening up their horizons a little bit. Oh, you like this because of these reasons? Why don't you try this? And then like. Oh my goodness! This is this is amazing. The same goes and all of a sudden, the same, same goes for wine. Right? All of a sudden, say, I, love, I love Pinot Noir, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hey, you love Pinot Noirs. Why don't you try, try, try this? Try this. Try this. Or something. See, I like yeah. that. And that, that's you, you're dealing with, you know, either sommelier or you're dealing with yeah. somebody at the bar. To sell you on no, the no, no, no. But you're like, what do you like? I'm trying to show you something new. And everybody's like, wow, this is great. I can't believe I've never had this before. I've done bourbon tastings at my house. Like I did one for my wife and her. She, she works. Who doesn't like bourbon though. Right, yeah. doesn't like Bert. Nor did nor well, JD you'll, Jordan. You'll, 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 lo- like you'll love this, but it was her. It was her office. She's also a key bank employee. I'm all, well. I can't mention her name, Jody Vitale. Of course, it's my last name. But um, she invited her, her her staff and their husbands. It was really for the husbands. But the wife. This is officially sanctioned key bank event. It was not officially key. <laughs> <so yeah. laughs> Sounds like it was. The, <laughs> totally. That's <laughs> a disclaimer for legal. That's 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 totally that's underground. This is not a key bank sanction. <laughs> no, no, but it was fun because some some of the ladies, as they as they were trying the different, I went up and down the heat scale and different, sure. and I said, that if you don't like bourbon, this is your chance to figure out what kind of bourbon you like, yeah. and I and so we went through it. and I said, like, which do you like? You know, like I like this one, this one, this one. Okay, so I can tell you right now, your heat is eighty five to ninety two. So when you go somewhere, ask them, do you have something with a little less heat? I'm looking at this proof. And then they can recommend something for you. Do you like vanilla? I like the vanilla taste. Great. You tell some so, caramel flavors, yes. something yeah. richer, like a dark Don't rye. Don't be afraid to tell what you like. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And then someone like yourself will recommend something yeah, different that you never ever tried before. That's people, the skill set. That's the training. These yeah. And have. I've had people like I've recommended a wine, right? And they're like, "Ooh, that's too much." And then they feel weird for yeah. saying that it's too much. It's like, no, like thank you for letting me know what exactly. what price range I have to yeah. work with. Now I can hone in yeah. and tell you exactly what I think. And, and I think you guys both touched on it. There's, you know, within the price range, whether it's wine, whether it's bourbon, yeah. we you can find great, op, you know, great offerings throughout sure. all of it. Absolutely. And, and at our team, we're we're really sensitive to to not upselling somebody on something just because it's expensive. It's unnecessary. Right. It's unnecessary right. is a great word. Yeah. You tell us what you like. Tell us what you prefer. Tell us what you want to pair it with. Tell us what you're eating, and our staff will give you something that that you will not be. We want to make sure you have a good time. We'll make money regardless. That's fine. But as long as you're having a good time and you're enjoying, for me, sitting around a dinner table is magical, right? Like it's it's a time where everybody can kind of press pause on life and have a conversation with people. One of my favorite games to play when I used to be a server is, okay, there's a big group, everybody throw your cell phones in the middle of the table. Whoever reaches for your cell phone first, you pay for the bill. (laughs) Talk, go, right? You know? And pizza goes watch my bar. It's funny. Watch our kids, watch our (laughs) kids do that. They will blow their mind. Two seconds. 
No chance. Yeah. No so, chance. It's a fun game to play, you know, and it, it encourages people to talk. That's what the dinner table is supposed to be, is you sit around, we talk about this, you like my cocktail I made, cool, let's talk about it, right? Like, you don't need to Google what a watermelon is, right? Let's right. talk about it, you know, so. So this has been fantastic, by the way, tonight, and uh, we can't thank you enough. Before we go, obviously, thank you enough for your hospitality. Um, we wanted to throw it back to you. I know you said you had a special bottle that you wanted us to take a taste of. So well, what do you I, have? You know, here, here's the thing. We, we love life, right? We're, we're, bourbon, we're bourbon aficionados. And, you know, there's nothing better than the Cadillac, the, the gold standard of all bourbons, the Pappy 23. Everyone who comes to Family Tartine, by the way, gets a free bottle. That's what Sean told us when we walked in. It's buy a locker, you get a buy a locker. No, buy nine lockers. Buy a locker, we'll show you the bottles. The locker price just went up. This literally is the most sought-after, most expensive price point bourbon in the world, right? Pappy, 23-year-age, Kentucky bourbon. I think we should. I think we should close the night. I've got snifters. Oh my god! It's very including our camera crew. It's very generous. And my manager. And my 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 one more. Is there five there? Because Sean Samier knows how to pour. He's gonna. Yeah, we do. There's nothing like having a night here where you can have a cigar. If you look closely at the label of the of old Rip Van Winkle here, right? He's he had these classic Churchills, seven inch, skinny, Van Winkle cigars that. That I I don't know the history enough to tell you where in the 1800s he got his cigars, but the fact that the Drew Estate and the Pappy Van Winkle family, his, his progeny, have have teamed up to make these cigars, and we ha we offer them here. They're not cheap, but we offer them. It's such an iconic moment oh to have this cigar, this this bourbon, and sit out on our patio or in this room or the back patio. On a on a you know Saturday night in in July in Cleveland, Absolutely. nobody else is doing it. Absolutely, right? and, no. and what a life experience! Oh yeah, me. this oh, is yeah. what life's about. our philanthropy and our giving back and and sort of the community that we talked about mm -hmm. an hour ago at the beginning of this conversation is what is what makes us successful. Absolutely, here I would not be in this place in Rocky River if it weren't for the community we live in, and so I'm very happy to give back and and donate things and make and raise money for for. For the, for the right causes, so I appreciate you guys very much. You know, you're drinking the uh, allegedly, perhaps one of the finest oh bourbons in the world. So enjoy that. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. I've, I've never had this is, before. This is this is this is your top of the possibly, possibly the greatest ending to any suburban bourbon oh show man. ever. <laughs> we made it. We made it, gentlemen. Liquid gold. They say. Oh, that's smooth. And it's smooth style. So Pappies are you know unique, unique in the world, but they're they're weed like Weller yeah. and and the stiller yeah. the stillet what's it? The, 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 there's a history to it. This is a weeded bourbon. Most yeah, right. ninety percent, 80, 90 percent of bourbons, you guys know this, yeah. are are <laughs> corn based mash bills, right? Yeah. That but but Pappy and Weller and this there's a couple of others that make them. Uh, Larceny makes a weeded bourbon. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, Makers I think is a weeded bourbon. And they make them from they, they ferment from wheat rather than corn. Buffalo Trace does one too, I think, right? We have one bottle. We have one of bottle. Buffalo Trace weeded bourbon, which is the only normally it's all corn based. One of my favorite Buffalo Trace products. If you guys haven't had it, and we have a lot of it here. <laughs> they make the equivalent of like a an Everclear, like a grain alcohol, and it's it's called the Sour Bill Sour white, Mash white, Number White Mash. Mash. White Mash, yeah. White yeah. White Mash. Yep. So we made, we made, we made some really great cocktails. I mean, you can't, you can't sip that. It's super high. Exactly. Our bartender, our bartender, you can't sip it. Awesome. awesome. You can't sip it. You can't sip it. It's so hot. It's so intense. Wow. You guys deserve it. Thanks for your work. This is great. Great that the Joes are putting this stuff out. We can't think it up. I mean, we again, we, we're you know clearly not a professional operation, but we've just been doing this. I don't know. We've been. I don't know how many we places we've been to simply because we wanted to get people to go back out to local restaurants and bars, you know, and, and, we, and it, frankly, well, we, it's a we, joy we, for us to meet the, people like you. I appreciate that. All the local places, the independently owned restaurants, we need it, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're all struggling and, and everybody needs to get back out 
and and you know I'm partial to the community we live in, and we we're here in this area, and like I we need to get back out, and we need people to make everybody aware of that, you know, the fact that we're here and we're offering this, and what a great experience to come oh for my God. food and wine and hospitality that we put out here. You know, come and sit on our patio. Yeah, so we're, here for you. we're here for you. And you can hang out for four hours if you want. You can rent this room for four hours if you want and make, and, and make it a night. Like, can I do a shout-out? You can. Absolutely. Go check out my YouTube channel, theorchardentertainment.com. You can, or, I don't know if it's .com, it's YouTube, whatever. Um, <laughs> you'll see me on my flight videos. I got some cooking videos. I'm going to start doing uh, wine tutorials and stuff like that because we're doing wine classes. So I figure we might as well record it and kind of spread it with the word or with the world. So, uh, Orchard Entertainment. Sean Dugan. Sean So we, we can't thank you enough for, tonight, for, for today and certainly this experience. Um, Obviously, at Tartine Bistro at 19110 Old Detroit Road, right in downtown Rocky River. This has been fantastic. Come out here. Maybe you'll meet Dean. Maybe he'll be at, at the bar. Maybe he'll meet well, no, Sean. No, you, know who you, you will meet. You meet Will. Yeah. You'll meet Dean's dad. <laughs> the mayor of Tartine. Yeah. Yeah. You got it, yeah. That you'll do. Well, let's be honest. The inspiration for Tartine. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but truthfully, I mean, it, yeah. it, it, I mean, whether you're here for a date night, whether you're going to come here with some guys and hang out in the bourbon room, yeah. and, and yeah. I mean, yeah. they come here. There's opportunities for private events. There's opportunities yeah. to come here for just dinner, but there's also opportunities to get a locker because there's still a few left. And, it, and if you like beer, where do you go? Ah, immigrant Sunbury. Immigrant Sunbury. Three minutes down the road. That's right. Road. That's right. I'll give you that. Thank you so yeah, much. Uh, your drinks are amazing. Dean, thank you. Well, thank you very much. I'm still going to finish this, but I want to thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Sean. Hey, that was fun.